This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Well-Being. love these days when we talk about well-being. It's fabulous, isn't it, Sue? I do. It really kind of brings me out of my own head, which yeah. is very important for me. Yeah, I think it's important for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You're listening to Let's Talk Wellbeing. And even though it's cold outside, hopefully you'll find a bit of warmth in what's going on with us here in the studio and what we're talking about. Our conversations vary from whatever. We never know what's going to come out of each other's mouths anyway. But everything that we talk about, there's always a link to our mental well-being because it's really important, isn't it, Sue? Absolutely. That is what we're here to talk about. That is what we're about here at 3B. It is. We're really passionate about this. Oh, yeah. It's really important to us. We want to help people. We want people to understand that they're not on their own we want them to feel that you know we're in this with them because we are you know and you can connect with us um you can always get in touch with us you can either email us at wellbeing it's not at it's you can email us the <laughs> email address is i'm just getting confused now wellbeing at we are 3b.com and three is the number that's correct or you can get in touch with us on Facebook, can't you, say? You can. Facebook or Instagram. It's at 3B Wellbeing. And again, it's the number three. Anything you want to talk about, or even if you want to talk about a topic or ask us a question, we are always here. We really do want to support you. We run a community interest company. It's important for us to support our community, and that's what it's all about. That's what we're all about. Yeah. And our community can be anywhere, really. It's anybody that is interested in learning about their mental well-being and finding out about ways to boost each other up um, and, you know, bring more well-being and more of the three Bs into your day-to-day life. That be, believe and breathe. Definitely, because they're really important. They're the foundation of everything we do. Today... Today's topic is all about engaging with life. So there's lots of different things we want to talk about here. There's habits that we feel is important for us for living an engaged life. And why having an engaged life is important. Because actually, sometimes when we disengage, it can be useful. There are things that we need to disengage from. But life isn't one of them. We need to engage, especially in our own life. We need to be the forerunners in that. We need to strive forward because we can make an impact for ourselves and for other people. 
there was something I was reading on Facebook. I'm not really a fan of social media, but sometimes there's things that come up that are really, really good and nourish you. And there was something I was reading about um, a lone person, a lone man who has planted a tree for 35 years. He's planted a tree every single day Oh wow! for 35 years. And that has produced this forest and he's brought back wildlife. The, they've started habitat. There's a habitat going on within his forest. They've started habiting. Is habiting a word? Inhabiting? Inhabiting. There you go. It's great having a menopausal brain, isn't it? This is it? why there's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can help each other out when we get stuck. Yeah, together we have the brain. <laughs> Our brain. So, yeah, there's all sorts of, like, birds, wildlife, animals that have now come into his and he's one person on his own and I remember so many times I've heard people say but I'm just one person, I can't make a difference mm. well he's certainly made a difference, he's got species back where you know they're, they're thriving and brought a jungle to life all because he had this dedication now I'm not saying we all have to go and plant a tree every day but there is also that trees can really support our world, our environment. So they can't stop global warming and things like that, or whatever you think of that. But what they can do is they can really help our environment. So maybe you want to plant a tree, because I know from reading that, and, I, and only last week I was reading about how trees are really supportive of the environment and... I'm going to plant a tree. I want to plant a tree in the front garden and also in the back garden. And there'll only be a little tree in the front, but I can make that difference and see what nourishes and what brings things like to that. And there's like things like bees. You know, you can plant things to get bees to come into your garden and all sorts of stuff, can't you? Yeah, I think another one for me is is kind of I always try and do wildflowers. Oh, yeah. So I always get wildflower seeds. I mean, sometimes they come up and sometimes they don't. Um, but they really attract a lot of uh, insects and wildlife. And I think before Christmas, I remember reading a thing sort of November time, you really kind of want to get in the garden and start clearing everything. But actually I was reading that it's good to just let things settle. We want it to be all pristine and tidy and things like that, but that's not really how nature is. And I think, I, th I love what you're saying here about, about linking it with nature because I think that's where life is. It's out there all the time. Yeah. It's just that we don't necessarily engage with that or notice that. And and I think it's there. There's lots of lessons that we can learn. Mm. You know, it was kind of like when I was sort of driving earlier on today, there was like a kind of a, I saw a squirrel kind of like just dart, you know, kind of out the corner of my eye. And it was just and it was just the way the sun was kind of shining on the light on the path. It just really sort of warmed me and filled me mm. up. And it's all these sort of little moments. So we can be observers of that and mm. we can take that on, but we can also be instrumental in that, in the way that we engage with these things and the way that we choose. We choose to engage with these things. Very much so. I think, for me, that what my perspective with this is, that if we're engaging with life like that, sometimes we can feel like we have no control. Yeah. We don't. It's a fallacy anyway. We don't have control on a lot of things, you know. Things are sort of like how they're going to be. We can't control how other people are going to be, but we can deal with stuff for, for ourselves. So we have some sort of semblance of control within that. If we're feeling like that's out of our control or that it's a bit of an upheaval at the minute, 
sometimes engaging with things like animals within nature that really supports our mental well-being we know that it's been scientifically proven there's been research done for you know being around trees and how important that is for people's mental well-being yeah so there you go three different things all about trees and how that really supports us so planting a tree maybe or just looking at a tree being near trees being out in nature can be really helpful but actually what you're doing is you're engaging with life Mm -hmm. so this whole concept of living an engaged life is really supportive of our mental well-being because there is always something that we can do even when it feels like we can't or even if it feels like other things are not going how we need them to be feeling stressed anything else there are things that we can do to support ourselves so this concept of living an engaged life what does it conjure up for you sue well, something about being engaged with something it's kind of like you're in it you're interested you're passionate it's exciting it's sort of I, just hearing the word engage if i'm engaging with something i'm motivated mm. and often they're the things that we we struggle to feel or they're the th- the things that we struggle to access when we're at our lowest point we kind of when we're at our lowest points we i know for me i i can't always imagine mm. you know being able to feel interested or excited about something I think also, you know, as we get older, I mean, and I'm, you know, I've I've spoken to a few different people about this. I think, you know, life just seems to become more serious in some ways and we kind of, we lose ourselves a little bit and we kind of disengage maybe with the things that bring us joy and the things that bring us happiness and the things that, you know, it's like my partner, he's he's just the most wonderful man and, you know, I'm so fortunate to have found him. Um, and he's just got the most amazing sense of humour. And I always say that he stops me from taking myself too seriously. Yeah. You know, because he really does see, you know, kind of the funny side of things. And he look, and that's part of how he deals with mm. his own mental well-being. And I think and we all need somebody like that in our lives, maybe. Because I know I personally have got a tendency to be very kind of serious about things. And I get a bit kind of embroiled in stuff. And I forget sometimes, like you said, it's not within our control. And we just mm. need to see the funny side and, 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 and laugh about it. So I think when I'm engaging with something, then I'm, I'm open to all of these things. I'm open to all those possibilities. I also think to be engaged with something is, it's a very intentional word. And, you know, when we're talking about the control thing, it gives you that sense of, I am choosing this. I am choosing this for myself. Yeah. So this is like a gift that I'm going to give to myself, which then in turn will have a wider impact. Mm-hmm. So like with the plant in the tree, for you, that's going to give you loads of joy. You're going to watch that grow. That's part of your home. Mm-hmm. you know. So that's kind of where you, you seek comfort, you seek nourishment. But then actually other people are going to benefit from that. You know, who are going to see it. It's kind of... And also the planet, the world. Yeah. So there are lots of different. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a real long-winded explanation no, as to sort good. of what engaging with something means to me. But I think it's, yeah, it's motivational. It's choice-driven. It's worth doing. Very positive statements, those. Yeah. Yeah. It really feels positive. like a positive word to me. I would totally agree. I, it does to me as well. Um, we know words can often have different meanings for people. That's so. True. If engaging in life, or engaging isn't a word that you see as positive, maybe 
choose a different way. So interacting, whatever it happens to be. Mm. But yeah, engaging is, is a really positive word for me. It is. I love how you phrase that. I really like that. You're taking that choice. And that's always feels really good that you've had that choice to make. We very often talk about, you know, two's a dilemma. You have to have more than two for it to be a real choice. And I've said this for for years. And it's really funny because I, when I was working on my NLP, I don't know if it was my practitioner or my master practitioner course, which is neuro-linguistic programming, talks about it's all about communication and the brain, how we work kind of thing. And I met this fabulous, fabulous woman who is a dear, dear friend of mine. And we were talking about choice and we used her hand. So it's always been the Wells choice generator. <laughs> and we lost touch as people do. And her partner got in touch with me out of the blue on Facebook. We'd lost numbers and stuff like that. And it's so lovely to be back engaging with them engaging with my friends and i've really missed them it's wonderful and i've been seeking her out trying to find her but things had happened as life does but you put it out there the universe knew that you were looking for her it did it (laughs) really did just the people who i want in my life so it is that engaging in life we can very often lose touch with people who potentially mean a lot to us mm. for various different meanings but maybe it's just like putting that out there that you you want to connect with them again or you know if you've got their details send them messages or stuff that's kind of an engaging in life because that's you taking it by the horns and like taking it with you and again this is a caveat they may not respond but maybe that's because that's where they are at this point in time yeah. but those who will and who are meant to be in your life I think will come through I think There is something about that, about this universe giving you what you need. Mm. This engaging with life, there's habits that you can do to support you, to enable you to be able to live this engaging life that I think we can really delve into. So one of the habits which I really love but I'm not sure I'm very good at. Okay. But I think I've never had feedback on this. So, yeah, it'd be useful to have your opinion on this. Soon. So one of the habits to live an engaged life is to be spontaneous. So even if you like order and you like to plan things, you can be spontaneous. I don't know if I'm a spontaneous person. I'm not sure I would say that I am. But then... I wouldn't say I'm a very ordered or planned person. So God knows what I am. Somewhere in the middle or somewhere outside of the box. One of those. Definitely outside the box. <laughs> what about you, Sue? Are you spontaneous? I'm not sure I am. I think I like to think I am. <laughs> because it always sounds like that's what we should be. Yeah. Yeah. Kind but, of and I think just before I kind of get into that, when you were saying about spontaneous, I was saying, well, what does it mean to be spontaneous? Mm. You know, because for some people just doing, if you are a very ordered person, just doing one thing out of your system in the day, yeah. that could be a very spontaneous thing for you to do. Mm. And it might actually make you feel uncomfortable to do that. Or it yeah. might be just a bit of a stretch, but it's just enough. Yeah, You know, just for, to kind of feel a little bit different and to kind of feel alive. You know, for other people, it might be, I don't know, it's kind of like, I'm not going to drive this way, I'm going to drive that way. I'm going to drive in the completely opposite direction or I'm just going to take a day off today, 
you know, and I'm going to drive into the woods or I'm going to go to the ocean, you know, or it might be that sometimes some people just kind of, to be spontaneous, they just sort of wake up one day and think, right, I'm going to pack my job in. Yeah, well, go out. And I'm kind of, you know. <laughs> That's way spontaneous. That's spontaneous or, on steroids. Or I'm going to have my hair cut really radically differently. Mm. You know, I'm just going to go. And, and I think I can think of times in my life maybe when I've, I've just gone for something just in that moment. Mm. So I think I've got it within me to be spontaneous. But I don't necessarily think I'm very spontaneous in a very radical way. Yeah. But I think... Yeah, I think I'd like I'd like to be a bit more, a little bit more spontaneous. And I think sometimes we seek a lot of comfort in what we're doing. And I think the last few years with the pandemic as well has, has, has unsettled us, yeah. you know. And I think we're still feeling the fallout of that. Oh, gosh, yeah. I think we don't talk about it, but I think it's definitely there. There's definitely an undercurrent. And, and so I think a lot of us are seeking a lot more kind of certainty and order mm. and reassurance, I think, about what we're doing. And when, and when it comes to our mental well-being... Those are the things that we kind of we kind of look to, we rely on. They they help us to feel comfortable, but that can only take you so far in in some ways. I think for some of us, maybe not for everybody. I think having a little bit of spontaneity, you know, it might be that you just choose a different flavor crisps, <laughs> or you go to a different supermarket. I don't know. It, it it could be, you know, for me it might be I'm going to take a different route when I go on my morning walk around the park. You know, yeah. I'll turn left instead of right. <laughs> I don't know. Does that sound spontaneous? Yeah. Well, doing yes, it. it does. I'm not planning it. I'm just going to do it in that moment. I, that, I think that's the key. So it's sort of like when I'm thinking about it, there are things that I plan. And, and you sometimes you have to do that if there's other people involved. Yeah. But something that I was talking about on the interview was about when I went out and just started jumping in puddles because it had been raining. Hadn't planned that. <laughs> I was out walking the dog anyway. I had wellies on anyway. And it was literally on my walk back. I was like, I'm just going to jump in there. Suddenly, I don't know where it came from, but suddenly I was just going to go and jump in this puddle. And then I did it in all the puddles on the way back. Don't think Mojo, my dog, for those who don't know, Mojo, I don't think he was that thrilled with me because <laughs> he doesn't like to get wet. If I did that with my little girl dog, who I've got now as well, as Mojo. I'd have to keep Mojo at a distance, but she'd probably jump in it with me because she loves water. But that was very spontaneous. And I think what it did was it took me back to being a child. And yeah. I think that's it can it can bring about sort of laughter, it can bring about giddiness, it can bring about a childlike sense of the world. Mm. You know, that awe or that fun. And I think as adults, that's what we need. Yeah, It's really important to have that. But it's sort of like being able to do something like that, I think that is spontaneous. I don't think I do that often enough. Mm -hmm. Not jumping in water, but anything like that kind of thing. (laughs) And you're right, it's funny because even my dogs are in a routine because I I do mix up my walks. So I regularly just go oh no, it's icy today, I'm not going down there because I know I'll be probably slipping in on my bottom before I know it. But So I'll go a different route and the dogs are like, where are we going? Why are we going this way? No, 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 we go this way usually because there is a set routine that I have done for so long, yeah. and especially in like the summer months and stuff like that. But sometimes it's good to mix things up, so I do think that's spontaneous. I think what it does as well Sometimes it stretches your comfort zone. I was just wondering, kind of like, so how does spontaneity, one, help us engage with life, Mm. and two, you know, boost 
our mental well-being. So I think, yeah, that's what I was just wondering. Yeah, so it, it sort of it stretches us out of our comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, and I think what it does then, it enables us to go, there's change going on. Because mm. we know change is always going to happen. Yeah. It's a constant. So we get into a very fixed, maybe some of us can get into a very fixed pattern. Therefore, when change happens, it can be very unsettling. Yeah. And that can be quite stressful for some people, which impacts on our mental well-being, obviously. So I think if we change it up ourselves, if we seek out maybe a little bit of change, if we seek out something a bit different, push our self, like, you know, the confident areas we're in, if we push that barrier um, to go into our maybe not so sure about this, what it can do is it can build our resilience because we're more used to it. Therefore, it's really supportive of our mental well-being because we get used to this change. So doing it regularly, but it doesn't have to be massive, but doing something spontaneous regularly can push our comfort zone and enable us to see what change feels like therefore when change is imposed on us rather than what something that we choose we'll be able to deal with it we'll be more flexible does that make sense oh yeah it makes a lot of sense i think i think it's a nice way to practice change you know kind of oh have i been spontaneous lately right let's let's go do something you know what can i do or just in that moment you'll recognise when you need to be spontaneous, like you did with the puddles. It's like the conditions were right, so you just went for it. It's not something that you're kind of orchestrating, or it's just being open to it. Yeah. And being aware that it's good to be spontaneous from time to time. Definitely. Really is. So, be spontaneous. One of the really good habits to help you live an engaged life. Is there any habits that you know of? So... I think one that sort of interests me a lot is is about interests. It's about things that, you know, what are you passionate about? What do you care about? That's something that's going to get you engaged with life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Because you're going to feel involved, you know, or you're going to feel like you're creating something or you're pursuing something. I think as human beings, there's been quite a bit of research on this that's sort of like we all look for purpose. Yeah. You know, um, the author Dan Pink um, wrote a really great book oh it was kind of probably about a decade ago now is sort of the surprising truth about what motivates us and um passion and purpose were like two of the big things that kind of came out of that i must admit when i read it it was the surprising truth it wasn't really surprising to me sorry dan um but you know your book's really valuable (laughs) he's like this amazing international author (laughs) but you know it's it was kind of like ah yeah of course you know so like why do people pursue things you know, like, I don't know, because, like, our society is very kind of, it's driven around, so it's measured by what we do for work, isn't it? How much money do we get paid? What's our status and all that stuff? But actually, we've got people, you know, doing things, not for money, not for monetary reward, mm. because, you know, they're passionate about it because they care. Volunteering, you know, people giving up their time to good causes, you know, and getting involved in their local community or online community, whatever it might be. People who just suddenly decide, right, I'm going to learn a musical instrument. You know, I'm not getting paid for it. I'm just, it's my passion project. Mm. You know, my partner, he's he's sort of really big into music, but he's also into drawing, you know, and he's constantly kind of like drawing and illustrating and looking for like, what's the next thing we can do? And we've got art all over the walls in our house, 
you know, and it's kind of, and it's and it's lovely because he's kind of like sharing that passion, you know, with the family. But it's also, I can see him getting really excited, and I know that's good for his mental well-being. Yeah. So I think finding an interest or something that just kind of fires you up. You, you're engaging with life there, aren't you? Because you're you're feeling all of those kind of real kind of that positive energy mm-hmm. coming in, and it's time well spent. And and you might even have something to show for it at the end. Anyway, you know, if, if you might have helped somebody, you know, you might have created something, you, or you might have just had a really brilliant time while yeah. you were doing it. I think that's what you've reminded me is in our village we have. People who knit for the top of post boxes. Have you seen oh, yes, that? Yes, of course. Yeah, that's well, that so happens fab. in our village, and it's sort of like it's lovely, mm. you know. So actually, they they've got this passion, but it brightens up our village. It brightens up other people because you see that, and you just think the effort and the work that's gone into that crocheting and knitting and all that kind of thing. And within our um, within our village, we've got like a community page, and people post pictures that are amazing you know and they've been out just for a walk and stuff like that and there's just some lovely and you can see people and I often do I'll comment on how brilliant they are so I think they're engaging in their passion and they're doing what is passionate for them what they really interests them but the knock-on effect and then they get other things back so the knock-on effect is I get to see some beautiful pictures, whatever it is. But then I'm going, wow, that's an amazing picture, which hopefully then will give strokes to the person who sent yeah. it and make them feel good about it. And there's lots of things that go on, like knitting. There's groups that go on. Somebody posted, I started trying to learn the ukulele. <laughs> um struggle a little bit because I've got rheumatoid arthritis. So I, I, the reason I, tr- I wanted to try and learn it is to make my fingers more subtle. Supple, supple, that's the word. Supple. Supple. So, um, but I do struggle sometimes with trying to bend them to get. But I did that on my own and I I did it, you know, I sat in the conservatory. Other people could probably hear somewhere when the doors were (laughs) wide open in the summer. And, And I was learning off YouTube, but actually this guy's posted and wanted to know if there was a group set up because all the other groups seemed to be very close knit Mm. so they're not really letting other people in probably because there's a set amount that they want to work with things like that and I love seeing that because what I'm seeing is other people's passions coming out because clearly that's a passion that he wanted to do and wanted and then other people started and I think that's going to start a group up that's wonderful it's brilliant isn't it so actually it can really help other people as well because they can get on board with whatever your passion is there's so much in here i think in these these examples particularly that that really relate to our mental well-being don't they so there's there's that thing about sense of community and reaching out and being part of something yeah and we know that that that's good for our mental health yeah and i think a lot of the activities that you're describing there are very mindful Mm -hmm. you know like the knitting and the crocheting and learning an instrument because when you're focused on that you're absorbed in that Definitely. You're not thinking about anything else. No. Are you? Because you're just, you're in that moment. Mm. And I think, and we know that, again, this sort of just kind of boosts our, our mind health, you know, and it's kind of, it's learning a skill. And for you, there's like a physical kind of like mm-hmm. thing as well, you know. I mean, for me, 
one of the things that I've missed in the last few years is, is dancing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, I used to be part of a dance group and I sort of not really re-found that, I think, in the last few years. So that's something that's sort of at the back of my mind because mm. I know that I always feel very engaged with life when I move. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of, I'm moving around and sort of walking is great and that does it for me. But actually, you know, I've danced from being a very, very small child and it's always been part of my life in some shape or another. So, yeah, you're making me think that maybe that's something I need to be reaching out to find. I think that links into another habit that's really good for living an engaged life is taking care of yourself. Oh, yeah. So the fact that you like to dance, you're doing that exercise, you're moving your body, that's taking care of yourself isn't it? It is. It's yeah. really supporting that. Yeah, it's kind of like a mind-body thing, isn't it? And yeah. spirit, it's sort of, it's all in there. And that's what it's really important to understand is that whatever goes in our mind can come out in our bodies. We can very often get ill with stress and burnout. But also, what goes on in our bodies can affect our mind. So, like, when I got diagnosed with RA, I was in a really bad place. Mm. And I know I was really grateful you were with me through that and you could understand and you were really supportive. And that was helpful. But there is there was still an impact on my mental well-being and actually on my physical health and my mental health. And that has been for quite a number yeah. of years. And it's only now I'm really, really getting to the point where I sort of know my body more. I'm getting used to it and then... I know what I can and can't do and I know when to push myself or maybe when not to. Mm. So I can start to take care of myself more now because I've got I've spent some time understanding that. And that's that's really important if you are if you have, you know, some health issues. It's really important to understand what is good for you, what maybe isn't. So it's like I used to run. I can't do that anymore. You know, I've not been able to do that for a long, long time. And it's something I'll never be able to do again. So it's finding something else. So taking care of yourself, for me, it's understanding It's understanding that you, what's good for your body, what's good for your mind and your soul. But also, don't beat yourself up. Mm. Don't put yourself down on things. Don't go, oh, well, I'm rubbish because I can't do any more running now, can I? And it's like, okay, well, that's happened. And don't get me wrong, it's took me time to get to that point of view but I'm there now yeah. so give yourself that time as well that's taking care of yourself oh it is I mean taking care of yourself just covers basically every single topic that we ever discuss <laughs> on this show if you think about it so if you want to yeah, learn to take true. care of yourself then maybe listen back <laughs> to some of our podcast yeah. sort of episodes where they all crop up again I think, yeah, because it's there's so many different ways to take care of ourselves, you know, and it's about how we treat ourselves, how our inner chatter's like, you know, are we engaging with activities that fuel us up and fill us up? Have we made time and space for ourselves? Mm. You know, what's our kind of belief system, you know, about things? Um, are we doing the, the mind-body health? Are we eating well? <laughs> Have we got relationships that you know, are serving us or not serving us? What's our communication like? Gosh, it really is. I could You're just right. go on and on and on. It's basically everything that we ever talk about. But I think it's it's not a luxury. It's, it's a necessity. It's fundamental. You know, and, and that phrase kind of self-care isn't selfish. Mm. It's, I don't know how we ever got to the point where we thought it was. Yeah. How did we even get there? You know, and now why are we all so hard on ourselves? Yeah. 
You know, why don't we make time for, you know, the things that are important? And it's kind of somewhere along the way we've got a bit skewed in our priorities. And so, yeah, taking care of yourself, it, it puts you back in touch with you, doesn't it? And what you need. Yeah, so, yeah, I love that one. I think that kind of spans so much, but fundamentally important. This is 3B, the mental wellbeing company, with Let's Talk Wellbeing. We're talking habits for living an engaged life and why that's so important for our mental well-being, which is what we're all about here at Let's Talk Wellbeing. So be spontaneous, we've looked at. We've looked at having passionate interests. Mm. And we've looked at taking care of yourself. And actually, we always, like you were saying, Sue, we're always talking about taking care of yourself because everything links to that. Everything that we talk about is about that because it is so fundamental for our mental well-being it's vital like you say it's not a it's not a luxury it's a necessity we have to do more of that one of the things that i know i've struggled with still struggle with a lot of people that come through on our coaching and even on our group coaching sessions struggle with is this next next aspect of living an engaged life embracing who you are Mm. and it can be really difficult to embrace who you are do you struggle with that yeah I think I'm quite hard on myself Mm. I think there are some aspects of myself that I'm perfectly accepting of and I'm okay about and that maybe I wasn't when I was younger I think maybe a lot of those are to do with more of a kind of how I felt physically about myself you Mm. know and kind of my look or you know how I was in terms of what I was doing with my weight or, you know, whatever it might have been. Yeah. Um, But I I think I've become a lot more accepting of myself as I've got older with things like that. But I think, yeah, with me, with not embracing who I am, (laughs) I think a lot of it is I'm quite sort of, I'm hard on myself. Mm. And so I I give myself a really hard time over, you know, we were just having a conversation earlier off off mic, weren't we, about about stuff and and you were kind of sort of having a word with me, (laughs) saying that I don't need to do that because... Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that I do where I don't embrace sort of that side of me that I'm I'm not really explaining myself very well. Maybe that's part of it. Um, It's kind of like we've all got things maybe that we know about ourselves Mm. that we perhaps don't like or we don't like in our personality or we don't like the way we react to something. But I think embracing who we are, accepting that about ourselves Mm. is the best way to kind of get on board with it be okay with stuff yeah I don't think I explained that very well Claire. I don't, sorry well, you did I, for just, me. You, I did you did for me then I know you but yeah. I don't think there was anything wrong with that I think it's really this one embracing who you are I mean this is B this is the one of our three B's yeah, this is the absolutely. first of our three B's in that B be yourself be who you are 
And and I know there's a lot of people who don't know who they are. There's still aspects of myself that I don't know. I don't think we ever really know ourselves Mm. because we are always on this journey. But it's really fun because I I know I've known you for more years than I'm going to mention. A (laughs) hundred (laughs) years. More years than I'm going to mention. And it's yeah. I I look at you and I know in the past the things that you've done that I wish I could have done so you're very confident about going places on your own doing things stepping out you you used to do that all the time and it's really funny because I would have I would have said I know there's aspects of you that you I don't know like don't particularly like or have you have an issue with things that are going on for you I don't but you do. It's something that crops up in the air. That we were talking about things like that. I also think, for me, I've always struggled with engaging, embracing even, who I am. And a lot of that is to do with comparison. A lot of it is to do with what other people set as a judgment. And I still struggle with things like that. A lot of the time, it's more what you see, not who you are. So it's it's more like this outer shell of what your body is rather than actually what's going on within. But I do know I, I have struggled with what's it within. And more so now I've got to this age, perimenopausal, head's gone into some kind of fog that sometimes sees the daylight, other times doesn't. There's aspects of my brain that I've always had, like this thing we were laughing about. I changed names of stuff. For the likes of Frankie and Benny, I always used to say Ben and Jerry's. It got to the point where you knew that that, when I said Ben and Jerry, are we going to Ben and Jerry's? You knew that was Frankie and Benny's. We weren't going for ice cream. We weren't going for ice cream. No. No, We were going to Frankie and Benny's. Unfortunately, everybody else we worked with hadn't got a clue where I was on about. But you did. And it's sort of like I've always done that. I change the names of people. I usually get the first initial, but then I'll just change the name. it's something that when I was at college, people called a Nolanism because <laughs> that was that's my last name. So it was like, it's a Nolanism. And some of those I'm really comfortable with, but there's others that I'm not. And there's others that I feel like I have to justify mm. to other people, especially when I can't think of a word or something like that and I'm not embracing that. And I think, I personally think that's, that's how it affects you as well. That maybe some aspects of yourself that you were comfortable sometimes like this comes up and then suddenly our brains are going elsewhere for a little bit i've gone on holiday or whatever and it's and it's being comfortable with the that. looking out the window the, that's what i think the looking, just, out, the the looking out the window yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually that, that's still important to embrace who we are because actually that's who we are at this point in time so there's always going to be something. There's always going to be, I want to lose weight, I want to put weight on, I want to stop smoking, I want to start exercising, I want to do something, I want to wipe my teeth, <laughs> I want to stop being angry at something. There's lots and lots of things that we want. We can still do that and still embrace ourselves. Yeah. And it's really, really important. And it's really one of the fundamental parts of the three Bs. Because I remember us talking about what we wanted for a company, for the business. And we want we want people to be really comfy in their own skin. 
that's something that we want to champion that we really and if we could bottle it up and give it we would yeah because it's so so important but for living an engaged life it's vital it is absolutely vital and it links to my song you knew i was going there didn't you i really did i can see by your face (laughs) so this song i absolutely love this was on a conference that was all about, you know, loving yourself and all that kind of thing and being who you really are that I went to with my lovely friend Amanda, who was at about before the Wells Generator, Choice Generator. Choice Generator. I went to with her and this song came on and it's a song that uplifts me. It's a song I want to shout from the rooftops and it's a song about embracing who you are. It's Bon Jovi's It's My Life. <laughs> I wish you could have seen Claire in the studio. <laughs> I absolutely adore that. It's like, it's my life. It's a really good sort of mantra to like say to yourself, to go, it's in my hands. This is what I need to do. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to embrace who I am and I'm going to live my life. And it's that's how you get engaged with life. That's yeah. how you live this engaged life. It fits really well with one of the other ones we've got on the list, which is focus on opportunities. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? Because yes. I think if you're kind of, if you're engaging with life, if you're embracing who you are, I think actually you're going to see more opportunities. Yeah. Aren't you? I think it, it, it kind of, it comes with that. So you're already being intentional within yourself. Mm. And so the opportunities are going to come. But if you're not able to sort of feel that, yeah. within yourself actually seeking out opportunities and focusing on what is working well or what could happen yeah possibilities you know rather than problems yeah and i know it's easy to say that i really do i'm not saying that with ease at all yeah because i've kind of been there on those days when it's just you feel like there are no opportunities mm. but actually remembering oh let's focus on the opportunity here yeah you know I like that because it's sort of like it's something that we talk about a lot about maybe reframing something. Mm. So if you're having a bad day or if there's something going on for you, there's there's more than one way to look at something. Yeah. And it's really funny. Again, on see, social media has been really good for me this last couple of days. There was a picture of an apple and it showed in the mirror. It was this perfectly red, pristine, glowing, shiny apple. And it said, this is what's shown on social media. And what you don't see is there's a bite out of the other side of it. And then it's starting to turn brown. So things can be seen from one aspect. But actually, that's never the full story. Always look at different aspects. So if social media is not good, you could maybe look at other aspects of that. Or take yourself off it altogether. Mm. If you're focusing on opportunities, it's a really good way of of supporting that flexible mind. Because what you do, you're focusing on. Okay, let's let's look for something that is a. What you're doing then is you may see something, but you'll see it differently, and it might change then how you think about something because you're seeing it as an opportunity instead. I'm thinking so many things. There. Firstly, I can just say about the apple because yeah. I love that. Um, what it made me think was that. Actually, when you bite into an apple and it starts to go brown, that's just nature. Yeah. That's just natural. Yeah. So is it that, you know, this kind of idea of things being pristine and shiny is just really messed up? Yeah. 
Wonky veg. Wonky veg. Oh. It's like we all, it was always wonky I know. when we were young. I, well, I, I bought a bag of wonky peas the other day and I was really confused. I didn't understand how the peas could be wonky because <laughs> they just look like round peas, you know, just <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that is a whole kind of concept. It's marketing's amazing, oh, isn't, isn't it? it? Um, but yeah, so like the apple, that's, yeah, that's just someone being who they really are. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're highlighting about social media, and you've said it a couple of times in our conversation today, is it's a real paradox isn't it? Because yeah. like you say, it can give us so much. So if you're looking at social media and focusing on the opportunities, then you will see the things that come out. You might even see about a group that you want to join or an activity that you want to start. Yeah. You know, like we were saying earlier on about pursuing, it might be your passion project. Yeah. So you might see something about it on social media. It can be such a force for good. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're not embracing who you are and you're not focusing on opportunities and you're in that space where, you know, it's kind of everything's really difficult you are likely to, more likely to kind of go down the comparison route yeah. or you're more likely to kind of see the negative mm. or just, just, just not feel, it's not going to make you feel good. And maybe those are the instances where if you can't do a reframe, if you really can't switch your mind up, maybe kind of distance yourself from it. I really like that. I like how you've moved into that, definitely. And, and that's and that's how you take care of yourself. That is how you take care they of yourself. They all sort of interweave into they really another, do. don't they? I know, I really like I really like this about them. And I think, sorry, I'm going to jump again if it's all right. Yeah. Um, because it, it links with another one, which is open your mind. Yeah. And, and it's easy to say, open your mind. Well, how do you do that? How does that affect our mental well-being? But I think there's something about that kind of, if you think physically about something being open, something being closed, mm. open equals opportunity close is restrictive yeah it's and sometimes we need to just shut down and that is part of self-care yeah and we need to kind of Definitely. recharge and that might be disconnecting or whatever but i think it's when we do it over a prolonged period of time that's when it can kind of have a detrimental impact yeah, definitely. This this thing about opening your mind, opening your mind to the world, what that enables you to do is to take on different perspectives, mm. different opinions. It helps you to not be really fixed, which will help you to be spontaneous, yeah. which will help you to maybe find a passion. <laughs> so again, it focuses on opportunity. It links to so many other things that enables you to live this engaged life, and that's really important. Mm. So there's like different ways that we can do this. And then one of the ways is the final one that really I think we want to talk about, which is listen more and talk less. Yeah, we've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. We need to do more listening. Listen to what people are talking about, what they're saying. I mean, hopefully our conversations that we have here impacts on you in a really good way, gets you to think about the kind of things that maybe you can do or what you want to do. And if you're not quite ready, just to give yourself time again. And then if we talk less, we're hearing more about what's going on. We're able to change our opinions. We're able to think differently or have a different perspective and be open to that. And all of this supports us to be resilient, supports us to live the life that that we want and need kind of thing. You just led really beautifully into my song choice without <gasps> even I? knowing it because you don't even know what I, it is. I have no idea what your song choice is, no. Okay, well, what I'm going to say is this and then I'm going to play it and then okay. we can talk about it afterwards if that's okay. Of course. So, let me take you to a place I know you want to go. It's a good life.
pick. A really good pick, that. I love that. I love the lyric. Love is shining, life is thriving in the good life. That's brilliant. It's it's all there, isn't it? It is all there. So we've been talking about habits for living an engaged life. So be spontaneous, have passionate interests, embrace who you are, be that bee of the Bee Believe Breathe. Open your mind to the world. Listen more and talk less. Take care of yourself. That's a big one. Take care of yourself. Yeah, and focus on opportunities. Mm-hmm. Some really good stuff there for having this engaged life and why that's important. If there is anything that you do or anything that you already currently do as part of your daily routine or whatever, let us know. Get in touch with us on our Facebook. That's at 3B Wellbeing. Yes. Or email us at wellbeing at weare3b.com. And the three is the number three. But just remember, take care of yourself if you do nothing else. Till next time. That was an extract from our radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR. 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com.